Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to DraftKings Network. Pour yourself a cold one. They strike him, huh? And listen to Ross Tucker break down the top college prospects on another tasty edition of The College Draft. Yeah, it's Daddy Soda time here on the College Draft Podcast, presented, of course, by DraftKings. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years. Most of you guys know that. Now I'm just rocking all the media gigs. Love calling games this week, Thursday night. I'll be in the booth with Ian Eagle for Westwood One National Radio as the Commanders host the Bears down there in Maryland. Then I'll drive as far as I can up towards West Point, New York, because Saturday morning I've got Boston College at Army. Should be a fantastic football weekend for your boy. I also have a bunch of podcasts, which I love. Ross Tucker Football Podcast is daily. 25 minutes, giving you your NFL football fill. Even Money Podcast on Tuesdays, very popular We help you set your fantasy lineups with the Fantasy Feast Wednesday and Thursday. And I love this podcast, the College Draft Podcast. We record it every Monday morning. And honestly, there's a lot to it. Because number one, my guy Emery Hunt makes his picks against the spread for four or five of the biggest games in college football. And he's been very successful doing so. We also talk about the two or three best prospects in each one of those games, which is cool. And I like even just going some big picture stuff as it relates to college football with Emory Hunt. So you get it all. You get college football, college football betting, NFL draft, college football prospects. It's awesome. Speaking of Emory, check him out on social media like I do. He's at FBall Game Plan on Twitter. He's also Football Game Plan on YouTube. And then it's never too early to get the draft guide. Highly recommend you get those pre-orders in now. Footballgameplan.com slash 2024 draft guide. I say it often, especially January, February, March, but nobody has the depth or the breadth that uh, Emery does. By the way, that's a tough word for me to say, Emery. Breadth. B-R-E-A-D-T-H. Am I even saying that right? I don't like the D-T-H. Right. And it's, it's all, for me, it's like birth. You know, it's like, because there's, you know, you have B-I-R-T-H and B-E-A-R-T-H. Like it's, there's, there's, there's range there, but I never could pronounce it correctly. So I try to breath. 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 The breath of, <laughs> and it's not breath, it's breath. I don't know. I'm just done with that word. It's the best draft guy. Just get it. I'm done with saying depth and breadth. 
Uh, just follow me on social media, please. At Ross Tucker NFL. Love those of you that engage. And, of course, at Ross Tucker Pod is where we post the highlight clips of all of these shows that you guys enjoy so much. And, yes, a lot of you, more and more each week, are checking us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Very interesting, Emery. You were 2-2 two and two in your four bets last week here on the College Draft Podcast. You were 2-0 and oh betting totals. 0-2 oh against the spread. So we'll start Minnesota and Louisiana, your guys, the Ragin' Cajuns, you wanted the over 47 and a half. And I can't remember the last, the final, it was like 38, 28. Like it flew over, went way over. Yeah, because a lot of folks, obviously, even Vegas, does they don't watch group of five football or FCS football. Um, and they, they missed that the Cajuns offense is explosive since Zion Chris has become the starter at quarterback. He's a dual threat guy. So naturally, it opens up everything. And Jacob Cabote, Another 100-plus-yard game is the direct beneficiary of Zion Chris back there at quarterback. But Cabote, former Texas A&M guy, is able to rip off these long runs. Chris is able to rip off these long runs. He had a great touchdown throw in the back of the end zone to Peter LeBlanc. So the Cajuns could score. And they also had number, they were number one in the country in sacks, too. But Minnesota obviously were able to push the ball. We know the Cajuns do give up some big plays. So I knew that one was going to go over. And then the Duke game. We said on the show that game was going to look a lot like Notre Dame-Ohio State, and boy, we right because two strong defensive efforts. You feel bad for Duke because I felt like they should have won that ball game, uh, but things happened. Notre Dame give them some credit for the resolve and, and winning that contest, but yeah, there was no way that game was going to go over 52.5 points it was. Not even close. I mean, it wasn't. It was final score twenty one fourteen, maybe or something, yeah, something like that. Like that yes. What was was not even close. You had the under fifty two and a half with those defenses. It was never going over. That was a great call by you. You know, I'm curious. We talked about it a little bit last week, and I know Riley Leonard has another year, I believe. Just curious. Uh, those were the two no, two two that you were right. By the way. Uh, by the way, Mike Elko and Duke, they've done a fantastic job. I mean, the fact that they didn't just get run over up front by Notre Dame, they were moving laterally, they didn't just stand there, because Notre Dame's offensive line has some real, like, Notre Dame's offensive tackles, Notre Dame always has a good offensive line, but their offensive tackles are legitimately very, very good. I enjoy watching them. I always enjoy watching Notre Dame's O-line and tight ends. They did not run over Duke. I mean, they, they didn't run over them. They needed Hartman to scramble on fourth and forever, uh, which I love that guy. And, you know, he looks to me, Emory, I don't know if he's a starter in the NFL, but I would be surprised if he doesn't become, like, a long-term backup. He's just got a moxie to him. He's smart. He's accurate. He can move enough. I mean, I've been watching him now for, like, five years uh, I think he's an NFL quarterback. Curious your thoughts. I know we talked about it a little bit last week, but curious your thoughts of Riley Leonard and Sam Hartman as NFL quarterback prospects. Yeah, I like uh, Hartman more than Leonard in terms of being an NFL guy. And to your point, when you think about Hartman, at worst, he could be your solid QB too. He could be your 
uh, Taylor Heineke, your Will Greer, those guys, right, where you can trust him to start four to five games because he won't put you in harm's way. You know, and the, the thing is, he's – I always love – I'm now, as you get older, you start to realize, you know, what Bill Parcells was talking about with the collegiate experience. He's going to have 50-plus games on his resume. That's a lot of football. That's a lot of big-time football at two separate universities. So you know he's going to be battle-tested. So you know the game won't be too big for him. So you can trust him to kind of guide the ship, so to speak, um, and play well. For Leonard, I said this last episode where – He's more like Dustin Kroom of the Ottawa Red Blacks that played at Kent State. More of the runner now than the passer. More uh, grit and moxie. Very good athlete. Uh, but the passing leaves a lot to be desired, just like we saw in that game against Notre Dame. He didn't pass the ball particularly well or efficiently. You know, he had some good plays uh, in in the passing game. But for the most part, his his success came from him scrambling up and picking up those first downs with his legs, being a threat with the with the running game, um, and creating off script and finding somebody downfield. Uh, it wasn't you know more of the on schedule efficient type passing attack, and that's where he has to grow. Which is why I think you know he needs to come back for another season. Otherwise, if you are looking at the newfound uh, potentially the the National Spring Football League, he would be great there to kind of hone his skill set as a, as a pro passer before making another attempt at the NFL. That's just my opinion. Um, But that's why I see between the two guys, Hartman and Leonard. Really, really hated to see Leonard get hurt at the end of that game, because I want to see what Duke can do this year with him, man. They were this close. I don't know how many fourth downs were on that last drive. That was a gutsy, gutsy drive for the fighting Irish, but Duke was this close to having wins over Clemson and Notre Dame. Duke in football, which is just unreal. Um, The two you missed on, Emery, you took Kansas getting 17. It actually looked like a good bet. And then Texas was able to to pull away late. And then Washington, you laid the points of Washington. Kudos to Jed Fish and Arizona. They hung tough. Washington had just been blowing people out of the water, but Arizona hung in there. Yeah, you got to be impressed with the Wildcats, man, considering that you have a pro quarterback and pro receivers on Washington's side. So that's more of a testament to Arizona's defense to where they didn't just let this game get away. So that one was a complete whiff because I just assumed Washington had been playing the the same way all season and they were just going to continue to pour it on. But on the other side, who knew Jason Bean was going to start? Like this has been a, a common thing with Kansas and Jalen Daniels. I want to say it was the Illinois game, or maybe it wasn't. It was the first game Kansas played where Jason Bean got the start. Where um, you didn't know. I think it was Coast Carolina, maybe. Where it's like, well, why isn't Daniel starting? We didn't hear anything. You know. Then we find out middle of the game it was an injury. Then in this game, why didn't Jason Jalen Daniels get the start? Then we find out his back spasms. But good thing they have a quarterback in Bean, who is battle tested. Um, and he looks like a, a spring league guy or, or a CFL guy um, and, and how he plays and how he throws. Very underrated skill set. But that game turned on that fourth and one with a back, tried to take the ball away from Bean, and it ended up being a fumble because had Bean kept it, they had a two-on-one situation on the outside. Texas recovered a fumble and went and subsequently scored, and that's when the game just got out of hand because Bean plays really good football, 
but that's when the game kind of turned from being close to where it got out of hand. So first, Jalen Daniels with the back spasms. You wonder about his injury history now. And then, you know, that fumble, that key play of the game is what really turned the tide. By the way, I mentioned that Commanders-Bears game Thursday night that I'm calling on the radio. Right now on the Game Time app, you can get in for as little as 50 bucks, 52 bucks. You can even wait till you get closer to the game, Wednesday, Thursday. Those prices might even go down as you get closer. That's kind of the beauty to me of the Game Time app is the deals they have on these last-minute seats. Plus, the Game Time guarantee means you always get the best price. The way they do that is if you find tickets in the same section in a row for less, Game Time credits you 110% of the difference, which is awesome. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code DRAFT for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply, so again, create an account, redeem code DRAFT, D-R-A-F-T, for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Emery, we move forward. We're getting more schools with buys this week. It's not quite as as juicy as the matchups were a couple weeks ago, but there's still some really good games. I am fascinated by Maryland at Ohio State. Probably would feel better about it if it was at Maryland, but Maryland, nobody's talking about them. They're playing really good ball, and now they're playing the Buckeyes, who aren't really playing as well as they have in recent years. Ohio State is still favored by 18, and the total is 55 and a half. So we'll get into your prospects momentarily, but just curious as to which side you're taking there. It's funny because Maryland tends to play Ohio State tough. You go back to the Dwayne Haskins game, you go back to when C.J. Stroud was there or Justin Fields was there, like Maryland, for whatever reason, finds a way to match up well versus Ohio State. And this year, Maryland is playing good on both sides of the ball. So it's going to be a fascinating game. So I'm definitely taking Maryland in the points because you're getting very good play this year from Talia Tungavaloa. Uh, he's protecting the ball. Well, I think he's a I, – I think this is someone that can be along the lines of that QB2 in the NFL or a spring league star or a CFL star because of how his game is played. You know, he's a he's an athletic guy. He's good on the move, can throw well on the run, um, does a job when he scrambles to keep his eyes downfield, has that quick release like his brother does, 
uh, for the Miami Dolphins um, just as a right-hander. But it's, it's fun to watch him play because he keeps the whole field uh, available. Op- all options are open. And Travion Henderson, a running back for Ohio State, you know, he's kind of had an up and down year, but he started to find his way a little bit recently. Um, I think he's a, a good RB2 at the next level in terms of a guy to kind of like how his game sort of reminds me of Doug Martin. I know Doug Martin was a starter, but I feel like he is someone that can come in and spell a, a starter for a series or two, has good vo- footwork, um, good bursts, may not have the track long speed the explosive speed that you want to see but definitely is someone that can be a, a solid quality you know step in guy uh at the pro level so those are the, the two prospects that i'm fascinated to watch but yeah this game to me i feel like it's gonna be a lot closer because maryland tends to play um ohio state well under loxley he does a great job in finding uh the matchups and i think this is another year where maryland can definitely uh keep this one close uh, that's interesting you bring up uh, the muscle hamster, Doug Martin. Haven't heard that name in a while, but now that you say it, I do see some similarities there. How does Tunga Vailoa compare to his brother? I mean, I know you mentioned the release. He's not as consistently accurate as Tua is, um, and there's a lot of times he puts the ball in harm's way with his decision-making so he can be a little bit reckless, but the athleticism is there. Um, his ability to play the spread game is there. So your RPO game is open. Um, the zone read is open. You know, he's someone that can take off and run. His QB run game is open. And he does have the the arm to really, he has a release to really threaten you if your receivers, if the receivers get a, a quick step on the DB, which Maryland tends to have some very good receivers that can go above the rim and make plays. So I think his game is is perfect for, and people see it as a knock, but it's not a knock. It's just how the game is played. I think this game is perfect for the CFL or this combination USFL, XFL game um, because you have to be a little less reckless to be that NFL player, a little bit on, on rhythm, a little bit on schedule, and that's not where his game is just yet. Now, can he get to, to that? Sure. But right now, I think his game is telling me for spring ball or up north in Canada because of how wide the field is up in Canada and how wide open the game is in both leagues, to be honest. If you're watching that game and it goes to timeout, it's time to order on DoorDash. If it's halftime, ordering time, two-minute warning, you got it. That's your cue to order in. Get everything you want delivered while you root for your squad. That means burgers, fries, drinks, you name it. And if you have a Dash Pass membership, you can get the new Wendy's loaded nacho cheeseburger delivered. Yeah, right now, the Loaded Nacho Cheeseburger is exclusively available with Dash Pass at participating U.S. Wendy's for a limited time. Emery, let's move on. Washington State at UCLA. I know how you feel about Washington State and their quarterback, Cam Ward. Man, more people are starting to talk about him now this year. You were, you were way ahead of that before last season you were talking about Cam Ward. UCLA's laying three and a half totals 59, Emory. That's that's surprising to me, considering how well Washington State is playing. And, you know, Washington State beat Oregon State, which then beat Utah. And, you know, so I'm surprised at them being an underdog. Unless Cam Ward isn't playing, 
which I doubt he's going to be out there balling. So I'm definitely taking Washington State in the points here. Um, UCLA is surprisingly good on both sides of the line of scrimmage, especially on defense this year, which has been even more impressive. You know, and now they're running the ball. They got a really good true freshman quarterback uh, playing well. So this would be a good, great quarterback matchup, as is the case with most of these Pac-12 games uh, in their final season of this iteration of the Pac-12. But, yeah, I'm taking Washington State in the points. I think they do a good job of playing either game. They can run. They can throw. They can control the ball. Um, with their passing game, their defense is excellent. And the reason why is because they have a very good edge rusher in Brennan Jackson who uh, came back, um, played really well for them, and is someone that is definitely one of the better pass rushers in the country that's not getting talked about enough. I also like their running back, Nikia Watson, um, because of his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield and you know do things in their offense that requires you to be a complete back. So it's going to be fun to watch this game, but I definitely like Washington State to cover Emory, Kentucky is at Georgia. Georgia's laying 15. The total's 48 and a half. This is not the same Georgia team from the last couple of years, although they still have Brock Bowers. And I tweeted this, by the way, on Saturday at Ross Tucker NFL. Where does this guy rank in terms of best college tight end ever? I'm not talking about pro prospects. I'm not, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like he hasn't lost a college game yet. And he's been unbelievable since he's a true freshman. I don't know, man. I think he's he's having one of the best tight end careers ever in college football. Well, let's analyze this, Ross. We are both college football guys, and we are we are of the age where our college football encyclopedia is a little bit more expansive than the Twitter era. So, is he better than Keith Jackson? Is he? You know what I'm saying? Is yeah. than he was at Oklahoma. You know, where does Oklahoma he didn't throw it that much, but when but he did, Jackson was unbelievable. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Right. Uh, and so you look at the, the run of Miami tight ends. Was he, is he better than Bubba Franks? You know, uh, shocky Winslow Winslow, you know, Olsen. And where does he rank in that court, that, that quartet? Um, then you look at, you know, more contemporary guys, the Iowa guys, you know, is he better than those guys? Um, the, the Dallas Clarks, the, you know what I'm saying? So there's, and when you sit back and think about it, like, damn, there's a lot of great tight ends. Now, clearly from a Georgia perspective, the Leonard Popes, the Randy McMichaels, um, you know, th- those guys, like you start to rank the Georgia tight ends. You're like, man, I remember how good Orson Charles was at Georgia. Like yeah. there's a bunch of really good tight ends, but I will say this though. Bowers is, Bowers is fantastic. Like Bowers is when we're talking about this list and all these guys, we're going to mention him when we compare another tight end too. Yeah. So, so he's going to, he's joined the, the list of the great tight ends. So I will put him in that list, but I can't say it's hard for me. Cause it, I guess when you, you know too much or, you know, you know, so much history it's hard to say best ever, but he's in the list. Now when we start talking about great tight ends, because he's going to be, he's going to be compared to the next tight end prospect that comes out in the draft. Is he better than Brock Bowers? That's what we're going to start to see. So Georgia's laying 15. Kentucky very impressive in that win over Florida. They're undefeated. Total's 40 and a half. Which way are you going, Emery? I'm going with the total here. I'm going to go over. Um, this Georgia team is not the Georgia team that we've seen before, the, the straight-up dominant force. 
Um, and I know last week was a rivalry game, clean old fashioned hate, very good name for a rivalry game. Um, but I think Kentucky's ability to run the ball, Devin Leary is a guy to keep an eye on the former NC state quarterback who has been there as long as Sam Hartman has been in college. He's been in college, but Leary is, it helps balance out this offense, but they are doing a fantastic job as always up front on both sides of the ball line of scrimmage. They tend to do that well against Georgia. They match up at the point of attack, which is key. And for Georgia, Tyke Smith, the, the outstanding corner, is a guy to keep an eye on. But I like the the uh, the total here. I think this one goes over 48 and a half. Got it. Love it. Um, we're heading into the fourth quarter of the show. And in football, the fourth quarter is where the magic happens. It's where games are won, where champions are made. And in business, it's where sales teams become legends. That's why HubSpot built Sales Hub to give sales reps the deal-making tools they need to win their Q4. Sales Hub's prospecting workspace organizes your schedule, goals, and to-do list in one place to save your team precious fourth quarter time. And smart sequences help sales reps close deals faster than ever. So get ready to dominate Q4 with Sales Hub. Learn more at HubSpot.com slash Sales. All right, Emery, let's do one more. Fresno, Wyoming. Fresno's playing very well. It's at Wyoming, though. They're laying six and a half, totals 47. Yeah, and here's the thing. Wyoming's playing well, too. Wyoming's is, is, uh, under Craig Bowl. You're not just going to you know, mark them down as an easy W or a team that you're going to beat by more than a touchdown, You know, which is why the line is six and a half. So I'm definitely taking Wyoming in the points. Because I feel like Wyoming gets underrated with how well they play defense within the front seven and how well their offensive line plays uh, consistently. They're always able to run the football. They do a very good job of protecting the quarterback, and they're able to sustain drives. And this game, even though they're playing a very good Fresno State team, one that's, that's playing outstanding so far, but this is a conference game, Mountain West Conference game. They know each other rather well. But I like Wyoming plus the points. This one is going to be a field goal type game. And, and because of the way Wyoming plays and how they match up well versus Fresno State, I think this one will be a lot closer than people think. Feels like, too, Wyoming just keeps producing those linebackers, man. I mean, there's a bunch <laughs> of linebackers now in the NFL, all Wyoming guys. Highly encourage you to check this man out on social media at FBall Game Plan. Because, you know, he'll be at a random Ivy League Friday night game. He'll be everywhere giving you some notes on prospects. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. We are at Ross Tucker Pod. The keg is kicked. We are all tapped out. Thanks for tuning in to College Draft. Make sure to also check out the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Even Money, and Fantasy Feast. All on the DraftKings Network, YouTube, or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform.